0: Um, so yeah, I'm here with um, John Watts. That's right. resident of Brighton and Hove. Yeah. yeah. Hove or Brighton or between yeah, the two and really.
1: Hove, I suppose. But not like not like the purple labels for the purple hair like it used to be. Yeah. Different connotation now.
0: In I fact. think I've actually clocked you, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think I've clocked you swimming a couple of times. Definitely. Yeah, from a distance, yeah. early in the morning or quite early. And yeah, you have. I tend to go, we, yeah. we tend to go here. Sometimes. Well, so do I.
1: In that case, you definitely clock. That's, that's where right. I go. That's right. John Watts. Because I live
0: true. just five minutes up the road. Yeah, yeah, it just
1: keeps you healthy. It yeah. is. I'm an awful swimmer, but I love water. I've always done that. I mean, dip, I, all my girlfriends have always been swimming three or five, four times as fast as me. And I got out one day and I thought I was doing quite well, keeping up with, nearly keeping up with the lady. Then when she got out of the uh, water, she only had one leg. One leg. Yeah. So she yeah. was swimming as fast as slightly I, I see one leg yeah. worrying.
0: She had, one, she had one leg when she went into the water. <laughs> one yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sharks haven't got here yet, yeah. it hasn't quite heated up. It. It's one of my favourite things about Brighton, actually. The sea, the no, swimming. No, but I love it. I mean, that's why I live here. How long have you been here?
1: Since 1979. That long? Yeah.
0: What was the impetus to come to Brighton in the first um, place? Well,
1: to start with, as a little kid, we had a caravan in the Witterings. We used to come down um, on the weekends, and I loved the Sussex Seaside. All my mates, rather cleverer than me, when they started their business, they went to London because it gained them other people and networks. I thought, no, nah, it's unhealthy." healthier. Well, I looked when we go to Brighton, Bristol, or Oxford. I wanted to be Brighton because of the we'll sea, and so I moved to Brighton. Um, when the band got very successful, it meant I spent most, t- most of the time away from here and didn't appreciate that here was still pretty successful. But-
0: so, obviously, you've been making music for a long time. Uh, yeah, over 40 years, pretty much out of the punk uh yeah, a movement things, really, yeah and still making music, very prolific still yeah. still doing it on a regular basis I, um, which is incredible
1: well i think it, it's what i love doing i am um my history of business is just so terrible i've had lots of chances lots of managers lots of everything and i drive myself nuts um but the music thing i have kept going with it's been the thing that overall drives me what i have learned is that the um Everything new that you do is part of something bigger, the, the, the overall picture. I used to be obsessed with, with the new album every yeah. time. And now the new album is one of a lot of things. Yeah. I'm now happily, you know, if you like, it's, a, it's an art brand, isn't it? And the idea of um, being at one with your past, which I now is mm. having made some crazy business decisions. I've ha- it, I found it difficult at one stage, but not anymore. Mm. Kind of
0: yeah, I think I read somewhere that uh, you were not really interested in kind of going back and you know, playing stuff that that's just right. for, to please the crowds and that sort no, of mm-hmm, thing. Yeah. But obviously that's changed a little bit and you feel more comfortable. Yeah, you do a mixture of things, yeah. Actually. Yeah. So the new album is coming out quite soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In it's October. October yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the name of the album? Until um, the Ocean Overflows. What, what does that mean? What's that reference? Well, the,
1: lo- the last uh, The last album was called um, Swimming in Thunderstorms. Um So it's kind of connected. Uh, the, um, and the title was supposed to represent uh, political climates, hmm. but the actual album in itself, it's connected with. We had a Red Skies album, like eighty eighty one, Red Skies of a Paradox, which was a very big record throughout Europe, and that was um, and that was basically about people stories, which represented that time really well. And this uh, album is a mixture of people stories that represent the t- time now. I always deal with issues. So the uh, the title track of the album, Till the Ocean Overflows, is, you know, it's it's it's, it's it. That some things are about climate. There's a song called Jews, which is about climate. There's a song called AI Owns You, which is about the fact that um, the, the perils are being taken over completely by artificial mm. intelligence. And Dystopias here is a song that's um, sung only in ones and zeros. So you've got those themes, but, it, the, the, but the stories are set really by connecting things with it in Berlin.
0: Yeah, because uh, you've always been interested in narrative and politics yeah. and uh, yeah. you know thoughtful lyrics rather than just you know inane. I'm happy.
1: Yeah, the funny I, thing is,
0: I'm in love or I know, but I, I do that. Then.
1: I've written some unfortunate songs about the love thing recently, <laughs>
0: but, um, which, which I,
1: I've dealt more with that. Um, the point is that one of the things that's been a problem for me is that um, I'm, I'm a subscriber to the theory that many of the great pop songs, if you read the lyrics outside the music, they don't make any sense at all. Yeah. And I think some of the very, very best songs are like that. And I've always, con- I always thought that was quite difficult to get the stuff in, but I've been described, I mean, in America, I've done our So Long single from years ago because it was, was a quite successful MTV. Mm. But I was known as a poet. And I often feel that although I sing and, I, and I've got characteristic voice and play guitar, that words actually really interest me. And what has been said is that I reveal more. There's lots more in my words than there is in my life. And that's a recent, mm. recent thing that's been thrown at me. So yeah. and I think that's true. I mean, you, I write openly within the songs, And, you know, and you put yourself into other characters and you do that. But also the, the funny thing is obviously my, um, 95% of my success is in countries where their first language isn't in English. I and mean, if you're a writer in English, you think,
0: well, that's a bit weird. But maybe it's because they're really keen. There's so many words, they get into it. Still. Yeah. Well, just, just uh, is this an, uh, album under your name or Fisher's? No. Fish is...
1: everything I do now.
0: <laughs> yeah. My son was managing it for a bit. The idea is that everything I do is Fisher's
1: Ed. If I perform solo, then I do Fisher's Ed solo. Okay. And if I do what... It, it, um, kind of associated indie projects we're going to call those Fisher's Head Limited Editions. I mean this record sounds like a band record but it isn't really and as much as it was started in Berlin as a solo record where I played, I did eight of the tracks in one day, what they said, tracks playing right. itself. but then what we did because of lockdown, that was supposed to be a solo album but because of lockdown everything got changed and the band couldn't make the band album so we pulled together everything and the band's contributions obviously came in and I put those on so it sounds very much like a band album to me
0: you're a multi instrumentalist.
1: Oh yeah, play it's the not drums. it's not all neat. There's no drum there's no drummer on there apart right. from loops and me. Yeah. Okay. But I mean for instance the bass there's thirteen tracks. The bass player played on six of them. Yeah, my bass player, there's my guitar player played on about six of them. So they, and the keyboards too. Yeah. So there's contributions and the characters there, mm. but essentially it's a solo album that turned into a band on.
0: Okay. So Berlin or Germany is kind of like your second home, isn't it? It's it's, it's influencing me in a big way.
1: I mean I've recently, um, girlfriend style been living in Hamburg. Yeah. so uh, Hamburg is probably more my thing than Berlin, but both those. Okay. You can't really But the politics, the the music. We've made a film as well. which will be about a twenty-seven minute film. If you'd seen, if people see the press blurb about it, you see the two album pictures being connected. I've used the same gentleman who was on the on the um, Red Skies album, right. on, the, on the other one to okay. make that connection.
0: Because you've obviously got a, quite a big fan base there. Yeah, you play yeah. a lot of shows. But our so.
1: biggest town in the world is Hamburg. Yeah well in, in Germany it yeah is. I mean we're big in Portugal as well yeah. and we do Amsterdam well yeah. Bru- not Brussels much Brussels Antwerp but yeah I mean it's been it's been a nightmare really um I don't really want to describe how I survived lockdown because it's personally upsetting Sure,
0: Europe is basically yeah, but, where you
1: sure but the br- Brexit screwed that to get the, I mean at the moment the combination of Brexit and Covid we we keep obviously all the tours are moving yeah. in Europe in the same way as they are in England mm. but to actually get out there the administration and everything is a nightmare there's Visas for different places. It's It's been made impossible for small and medium bands to go out yeah. there. The big ones cut through it somehow. That's why I've been semi-based out there, which
0: made it a lot easier. I suppose there's no chance of you getting any kind of EU or German passport or anything like that.
1: No, that's unfortunate. I've been looking for Irish grannies and aunties. Yeah. Everybody you know, has. It. <laughs> yeah. 10,
0: 10 million apparently. Yeah, my, my wife has uh, got Irish heritage. I keep banging on to her about, let do it. I, things
1: will certainly never okay. be the same again. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I was hoping it would draw down the biggies. I hoped it would wreck the multinational record companies. I hoped it would wreck the, the glass ceiling promoters. Yeah. But obviously, they've got a war chest, and it's wrecked the people we don't want to wreck. All my crews and stuff. I mean, there's been no subsidies either in this country no. much or in Europe for them.
0: And small traders in general, people who trade in Europe, are oh, yeah, hit hard. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. A sad... I mean,
1: our setup's quite family.
0: Yeah. I mean, the people um, on both sides of the
1: fence. Um, my, I've had 163 people in my band, I think, touring with me, who've done decent sized to me since 1977. Right. But this band is like a band again. Yeah. Bands are defined for me by, it's only by the characters. It doesn't matter how good they are, what they can play. They, I mean, said that, they're all good players, yeah. but it's just a ridiculous combination of people. And I will certainly stick with As long as I can play live, I'll stick with a band, I'll stick mm-hmm. with them. And um, We've got such a funny mixture. Everybody else, apart from me and the entourage, has an EU part, which is why it makes us possible to right. play there. Okay, I mean, we've got an English bass player who's, who's teaching Spanish in Madrid, yeah, we've got a Croatian drummer, right, in Amsterdam, yeah, a German guitarist in Cologne, and a French keyboard player who works out of a And It's an extraordinary and I, my all my crew are Dutch, mm. all our gear is in based in Amsterdam, all the European stuff they drive with no problems, yeah, yeah. but here. Jesus, to try and do the um, London gig to get them in—they're supposed to have visas and vaccines and everything. We still don't know, and we're a bit like a, a bit like an international football club, in as much as in England we can do. If they can't get in, we 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 have a squad <laughs> because, the, because the keyboard players the keyboard players brothers are very good musicians. So if the bass player can't get in because of Madrid because of Dave Dave can't get in from Spain, then the, the Frenchman will play will play the bass. Okay. Can sounds... I sign all my, my, my stuff to the band as Gareth Southgate or Adolf, hit one Just don't
0: team. send them on at the last second. Oh, that was a your mistake, thing, wasn't it? it? I, 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 yeah, I watched it. I, not really, but I watched that. And I thought, not why is he sending people, on those subs um, at the last minute no, I'm, without any yeah. practice or kicking around? You know, just simple things like that. But he
1: did everything else so well. Yeah. The, the one to clock up was an early on
0: match. I like your trousers, though. Thank you. I think Tarleton quite... needs to come back. I've got these, Are as
1: you can see, they're very stylish and not punky. I've got... I have three pairs of them in different in different things. So I used to wear them, then I went, up. then I went into all black as as you do as you get older because you look better. And it's, then you decide to do everything in black and white. And it's not a problem. Cool. Having lost five kilos in the last five days mm. out of emotional stress, yeah. they fit so much better. Than yeah. <laughs> it's quite strange for me because wandering around the street, you get strangers coming up, strange women in their fifties say, "Oh, those trousers yeah. are good." Yeah. Having just falling out with my girlfriend, I just want to, I want to get them to. Look, he a number. Ring her up.
0: Tell him. Yeah, well, you know, you've almost still got it,
1: Chuck. You know? Oh, I've still got it. I can't work out where it is. <laughs> <laughs> somebody will find it. Yeah, I'm somebody sure will find it. it. <laughs> I mean, for me, also because my ex-girl, as so she is at the moment, is a top, top German comedian.
0: Right, okay.
1: She said, I'm the funniest man she's ever met who's not comedian. So I keep that as a
0: comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Just back to the red skies, because yeah. uh, obviously, there's that a lot that, of Cold yeah. War um, yeah. stuff related to that. The, the cover yeah. artwork That's is kind cool. of um, associated with that sort of idea isn't it mm. where we were living under the threat of nuclear annihilation and all that sort of yeah. thing? Uh, I was picking up the issues that were big for the Europeans because whereas
1: other bands were bigger in England to start with we were we were very successful in Europe mainly because of the management and mainly because we just didn't give it a chance our third that record was just about to take off in England we were getting play on everything with Marlies when I left the band that was not one of my better moves
0: you left your own band, basically. Yes,
1: I did left like my own band, <laughs> which is even more stupid. Really.
0: <laughs> I should have
1: had Fisher's head tattooed across my forehead.
0: Do you still? Does that feel like a regret now, even now, or does? You... Doesn't now. No. It would
1: have done what ten years ago? Yeah. Like
0: somebody would say it would have been a bitter regret. Mm. Um,
1: now, having been through a, some severe emotional stuff recently with both you know, my parents and, and all sorts of rest of it. Every, I've always thought I'm writer and musician foremost and everything comes second. Yeah. I've always said that. And unfortunately, I've said it to people around me, but I've realized that it doesn't. But it's taken me till 65 to realize that. And, yeah. that's, and I, I'm hoping now that can, because I've always got accused by the family and by close people This that all this emotion comes out creatively in the work, yeah. but I'm much more defensive and grumpy in person.
0: Yeah, I was having a look at the old grey Whistle test footage. Of, yeah, uh, that's quite something, isn't it's it? Lovely. Have you looked at that recently?
1: No, but I remember it. It's yeah. a very good representation. And we were good on that.
0: Yeah, it's such a such a valuable piece of history, isn't it? Because yeah. there was very little. Because
1: I left it, we didn't do the the big one. We did the first two years, and the biggest album in Europe. Because um, we would, one of the reasons I'd done, we were supposed to have we do twenty seven shows in thirty two days, which is yeah. quite heavy. Because it was successful, they filled out every day off, and that's why I got pissed off and left in front of 80,000 people of <laughs> I said well, I'm gonna what play did you twist. do just walk off or no. did you throw so something I am going to play twist and shout in C yeah that, what sight so like, twist and shout played it I said I'm never going to do this again just yeah top and they thought it's Whatsy, being yeah. shooting himself in the foot and he'll be back and stupidly I didn't but in a, two three months later I'd formed a solo band and made another record and I field. think
0: just to have that period when you were pretty much in the limelight weren't you people knew new You earlier having it's on the telly, top of the pops, yeah. top of the pops. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Actually?
1: That was funny because <laughs> the, the thing is, we went on with The Worker and yeah. I never liked the height I sounded like... The enemy said I sounded like a monkey on helium. <laughs> I, I always felt it was a very...
0: Oh, good old enemy. They don't mince their words. they a bit him. harsh.
1: Mike but... Howlett produced our first album, the guy from Gol. I never got on my own mic. He produced lots of stuff like orchestral maneuvers and everybody else, mm. as a good producer. But it meant that the band, were, much, as you saw from the whistle test, the band were much grittier than the production
0: of yeah. the album. Yeah.
1: And they and he, because I could sing higher than John Anderson, he encouraged me to do it. When we do that, song now. I tell you what is really weird, Jeff, A good the good songs, even if they're from an era, are still good songs in yeah, you know yeah. a weird way. That's not been. I'm not a rock and roll man no, no. at all. No, I've never been part of that Lillian. <laughs> I think it's bollocks. Not interested. <laughs> I don't care who played what,
0: but you're rock and roll, aren't
1: you, in know, some know, respect? I like to think of myself as an art punk. My heroes yeah. were George Melly. Andy Warhol. But you like people David like Velvet
0: Underground, don't you? And, yeah, love it. And some, oh, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. Who but, that, but that's not rock music for me. That is that is where where prop, poetry, cinema, art all come together. It's art. And we it's a bit it's a bit further around the art spectrum. Yeah. You know? I mean people like Brucey, I like Brucey, he tells good stories, but I can't tell which songs play it.
0: Who, sorry? Springsteen. Springsteen. I oh, have oh, yeah. no
1: idea which songs play it. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, yeah they they're sound good. Similar, they're aren't they? They? Yeah. But with my stuff there's uh, there's everything between quirky early art punky stuff. Yeah. I did a big record which was very successful in Germany. That wasn't even it didn't have my name on it, which was Poetry and Hip Hop. <laughs> and that would have been better and be put my name yeah. on it. It was done through a really cool label. They said, What we'll do, you're you're big, but when you've been big, we'll make you cool. Mm. They did a limited edition of vinyls. Mm. Limited edition of C so sold them all, gave me a, gave me the money and they said, Go and make another one. It's brilliant. I said, No, it's so much money, but we've only sold. Ten thousand, yeah. So, John, we made ten thousand. They've all been sold. Europe's cool as fuck. Go and make another one, and then I fell out with the <laughs> the management and the bloke I was working with, and it never happened. Right. And then I came back. If you notice, my music is informed by slightly different influences than most rock people my age. Yeah. You can hear that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, things are loops. The loops. Like, I was a drummer when I started. I right. Deep. I played rare group. I was. I did my first professional gigs as a drummer. nineteen sixty nine. Right. Okay.
0: Rare grooves. I don't really know what rare groove is. Easy, be, easy.
1: take a hip-hop record, Yeah. take the bar of the drums and turn it around. In my music, everything, even the slow songs, have got a groove. The modern artists that do it for me, I mean, what the greatest phenomenon I've seen in modern music is the, is the meteoric rise and the sheer brilliance of Billy Eilish. The record that sold first millions was made by her brothers very skillful musically. Yeah. And her they've been artistic kids brought up like Steining School kids. Real deal. Made in yeah. their bedroom on a thought track. It's got imagination beyond belief. Right. And she's scaled it up too, which is clever. And I, I like Lana. I like Lana Del Rey.
0: Yeah, I like her. I really like her. She's
1: genius. Yeah. She's like she's like Joni she's Joni Mitchell and somebody else rolled into the modern yeah. era, but not the woman to go out with. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, I can I can go for things like with, with other popularist music. I'll go for Adele until the band comes in. Yeah. The first minute of every single is mind-blowingly good. And then it becomes schlock and I mm-hmm. get really annoyed. Mm. I've got much more time for Sheeran than anybody else has because yeah. he's got a terrific sense of rhythm. Um, I'm always influenced by what's going on at the same time and bit unique, obviously. Mm. But I mean, what I look at, I don't, I don't, sadly, I, don't, I read lots of newspapers. And so in doing so, you can always see what people think's a bit groovy. You can see it. I buy the three newspapers Friday, yeah. Friday, Sunday. Yeah. And I get the Mojo magazine, which is about the only one left. Yeah. So you get that's the medium. That's medium and old. And then you can, then you spot things. They have the, sometimes young and groovy people on like the Guardian Guide. And so they'll, they'll put their top 10, which is yeah. unrecognizable by anybody, yeah. even, even them. I mean, I like lo-fi stuff. Yeah. For me, it's just as relevant to record something on a, and I've done it on a, on on the phone and put it out. What I loved about, and I was very proud. What I loved about the Jack White stuff. I like Jack White. Yeah. What I'm proud about is that uh, a Dutch interviewer was in his studio, and uh, he'd been he'd interviewed me the previous week, and he come to do Nick Cave here. Then he went to America through through Jack White. Mm. Was a big jump. And Jack White said, "Man, what you been doing it since?" He said, oh, "I've been to the I've been to Brighton, and I interviewed Nick Cave and, and i've bloke you I never heard of." And he said, uh, who was it then? And he said, it was John Watts and his band called Fisher. said, oh, fuck. Jack White trotted off and he came back. I've got a record, Real Life. Did you ever hear that? Real Life was Good Enough. It came out in 2002. First Life record was called Real Life is Good Enough. And the second one was called It Has to Be. It was two-piece yeah. with me and, me and Sam Walker. We were doing two-piece at the same time as mm. the first Black Keys girl came up. And so, and obviously Jack White must have clopped it because they were told that it was a European two-piece. I'm so proud of it you must come and see one day a Fisher's Head fellow gig. It's the noisiest thing you'll ever see, solo.
0: Well, I was going to ask head, you if and system. when you, you were going to play in Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: what's interesting, as a matter of fact, last night I met the—I have never met the bloke that runs the Elbert before. Oh, and Will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I've never yeah. met him before. Oh, I was because Kurt Brandon was a big friend of mine. Who was, was with Kirk. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when he came out, I was talking to him. And that size venue to give it a really good go for the Fisher set solo thing is probably ideal. 50-60. you will do the Albert. God, I'd love
0: to do it. And, I mean, uh, the problem, I'd like to do that. It's a lovely venue. But what Great I've got sound is, system in there.
1: I've got a guitar though that most people don't use. It's a mixture of. It. I'm not. I'm not a technical person. No. And I used to be harangue, So I used to do trade magazines I'd say, "Which a guitar do you So it's a blue one. But with this, this guitar looks like an electric guitar, and yeah. it plays like one, right. but it's got all sorts of twiddlies in, whereby Ooh. you can twiddle it, and it sounds just like the most beautiful acoustic.
0: Okay. So the
1: variation between pretty. As a drummer, so many people play solo, they're wankers. You get the singer from the band, he can sing. Stick him solo, unless you've got great rhythm, a solo act is, you've got yeah. a brilliant piano player. Yeah. You must have heard the Ray Charles story of live performance. Call Not the one we can't talk about, the Ray Charles study. Ray Charles' study of live performance. I'll tell you half of them, sorry, I can't tell the rest of. Okay. (laughs) He used to select his backing vocalists to to, um, let's say, prepare him for the stage in an unusual way okay. by shaking hands with them, And he'd feel their wrist. And by yeah. feeling their wrist, he could tell what kind of build they were perfectly. Right. And he'd pick the one that he liked from a wrist, and she would be privileged to spend the 15 minutes with him before he went on stage. So that, that was the only way I can tell that the second, <laughs> The second Ray Charles story, that's true, I know. Yeah, but I know that because Steve Ford, who worked with me as, a, as an engineer producer, he'd travelled with, he was Ray Charles' his engineer producer for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, uh, it's true. The other story about Ray Charles, he said, when you play live, he said, you never put two fast ones together Said play a fast one, then a slow one, then a medium one, then a fast one. And I've always did that anyway, Mm. but it's a great piece of information. But you've been there when you think, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on here? Um, the variation is what you need. And if you can hold a solo show for, which I care for 75 minutes. Also, I'm very rude to the audience. I don't necessarily play full song but no. I don't feel like I'll stop. And the thing is that, especially on your own, when we began with punk and in punk clubs, entertainment was a rude word. Now entertainment's a better word. In fact, you've got people coaching people to entertain. You can't actually, you can coach people to play and to perform yeah. public speak, but entertainers have got it all there. They that come
0: naturally. Yeah. 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 And
1: I love that. So well, from doing a few of the online things that I've done, like if I do online things, it's nice to actually do it to people you can interact with actually like on a Zoom. Um, I'm meeting people now, Jeff, which is ridiculous. I told you I'm not part of the novel no at all. But I'm meeting people now. Like, Kirk Brandon and I only met for the first time about 10 years ago. He's a yeah. friend of a friend. Yeah. They said, and I said, well, you've never heard of Arthur III. He said, look, everybody of that era knew who you were, knew what he was on Fisher's men. But they said, we thought he was a psychopath. They said, no, no, I was a psychologist. And they thought I was a psychopath because there's a tale of several right like, gruesome fights over the years. So that's going on. And they knew, they loved, they liked the the music. And more ridiculous than ever, journalists, the mob that are older than you, (laughs) much older than you, all that mob was so rude, so rude to us. They all, I've met them since, and they they actually liked Fisher's Head. I said, why were you rude about it? So we had to be then because you were kind of smart and arty and not spoken.